Hi friends, it's Gracie here. I'm coming to you from a deep mixture of loneliness, exhaustion, confusion, and a lot of thoughts. This semester has reframed my opinions and habits and forced all of my interaction online. I'm doing school remotely and I'm living alone for the first time in my life. I think the biggest lesson is that my kitchen truly will never be clean for more than an hour and that cooking was a lot more fun when I didn't have to do it. The isolation is teaching me a lot, but it's also paralyzing. There are days I don't speak at all, and there are days I'm completely glued to a computer or speaking words to people I don't feel like I know anymore. I see familiar faces and kind voices, but I don't know what to say that will bridge this air between us, something that will explain how I'm feeling and why it matters and why we should spend time talking about it. I drag myself to a meeting just to find dark screens and a professor doing their best to get through it, but going through the same struggles we are. I'm mourning the joy and the peace of being next to a caring friend and talking about issues that matter and things that don't. The well-intended class question of how are you doing today sees so few answers, a lot of thumbs down, and the occasional comment about the weather. We meet each other in these spaces with so much monotony and confusion when we deserve to be joining arms and sharing life, learning about the world, and seeking our own ways of changing it. I'm so lost in this whirlpool of emotions today as I try to remind myself that these months are not about the grades, they're not about what I have to show for them or the new skill that I've learned, but it's hard to think like that. It's hard to remember a time when empty space was a good thing and a place for connection instead of more work more efforts of survival. It's hard to remember a time where empty space and rest meant we're doing, we're having a balanced life. We are committing to the things we care about, but we're also taking time for ourselves. I wonder sometimes if maybe if I just get it done, I'll feel different, but I'm still living in this space. I have to remind myself every day that I'm not my to-do list and I don't have to fill every space of my day with something that others are going to see and understand. I think that's what I worry about most, that I won't be seen, that I'll be forgotten here in my isolation, in this apartment, in these struggles. I'm not sharing meals or walking to class anymore. I don't see anyone when I wake up in the morning, and I don't have those few moments before class to meet someone new. We have to schedule our interactions, but how can we schedule these things? How do we schedule hugs on the sidewalk, our new friends, or surprises? I worry I won't mean anything other than what I produce. I worry that those interactions don't matter anymore that productivity and completion are more important than connections and shared time together. I think we're all feeling it and we're all trying to cling to our relationships and the identities we once had that have shifted so much. That's why I'm telling myself today that I'm still here and these conversations still matter, maybe more than ever, to reflect, to think about what we're struggling with and to let these thoughts exist, to share these stories with each other. We're so not alone in this. Today I'll be talking with Amanda Yuen, the director of the Center for Healthy Living, a wonderful mentor to me, and a beautiful example of someone who brings a voice to the struggles of wellness, connection, and change. I have the privilege to know and love Amanda as a friend and as a member of Healthy Eagles, a group of students providing resources and ideas of health and wellness to the community to illuminate these struggles, but also to get through them together. Amanda has led me in some of the most important reflections from loneliness to air fryer recipes, and I'm thrilled she's here with us today. She is truly a beacon of light to me and so many, and she is the mother of some very cute dogs, and she's just she's such a gift to this community and all her guidance and all of her struggles. Join us as we bring these struggles to light together. I hope it encourages you to remember that we're still here, we're still growing, we're still showing up, and we deserve this time together.
Hey everyone, this is Gracie and I'm here with Amanda today. How are you doing, Amanda? Hi Gracie, thanks for asking. Um, I'm doing okay for a Monday. Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. I find that um, the start of the week is, is always a chance for me to kind of reset and uh, recharge after a good weekend. And I had a good weekend where I was able to connect with folks that I care about, with loved ones. And so I'm starting Monday uh, pretty well. The reason I say okay is that I am uh, working from home today. And this morning when I went to my bathroom, I was uh, staring at the bath towel in, in the bathroom and there was a giant spider on my towel. And so it kind of threw me off mentally. That seems very trivial to, uh, potentially trivial for, for something like that to throw me off, but it was just, I was not expecting that. And it was a, a weird start to the day. But in terms of my, my emotional and mental um, load today, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good and I'm, I'm thankful for that. How are you doing? <laughs> no spiders today for me, but definitely lots of chaos, lots of it's a Monday, but everything feels like a Monday these days, but definitely getting through, finding some boundaries, making it as Monday-ish as possible, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Yeah, so let's just hear a little bit about you. What's your position at Oxford and how would you describe kind of what you do there? Yeah, of course. So um, my name is, again, Amanda, Amanda Yuwin. Um, I'm the director of the Center for Healthful Living on campus. So if you are on campus, uh, my office is physically located in Williams Gymnasium, and I have the privilege of leading a fantastic group of staff and faculty that basically try to empower students to be the best version of themselves. And I say best as in however you define your own personal definition of best and, and well-being. So everything that we do in the Center for Healthful Living essentially oversees some aspect of wellness. So we have athletics, recreation, health education and promotion. We also have physical education. And all of that is to hopefully empower students to understand what it means to, to be human and to try to lead a life in balance and uh, give you all the tools and tips that will hopefully lead to you being able to achieve some semblance of balance in your life. That sounds incredible. And I know being on campus, being in the CHL and experiencing you, that's absolutely what it feels like. You're not in a place that's just athletics. You're not in a place that's only your intramurals. You really are in a place that supports you as a human. And knowing you and even talking to you now, that's so beautifully done. And I'm so excited to hopefully be back there and feel it, but even just feel it from away and just knowing that that's there and that's supporting me. So my next question for you is, what does wellness look like for you these days? <laughs> that, that's a fantastic question. And honestly, it probably changes depending on the day. So if you were to ask me this question on a Friday versus a Monday or a night versus the start of the day. And so for me right now, wellness looks like essentially making sure that I can give attention to the things that bring me joy and fulfill me while also understanding the realities of the world that we live in today. So for me, you know, even if I feel that I am, you know, like I mentioned earlier, connecting with people that I care about and loved ones, that's fulfilling me, but it also doesn't ignore the realities of the world that we're living in today in the United States. Um, just a few weeks leading to an election, all of the pandemic stuff that of course we're all living and experiencing. And so for me, wellness is just being able to accept whatever emotions uh, I may be feeling in any given situation, balancing that with uh, the current events that are happening around the world 
that impact us as individuals and, and finding a balance of accepting all of that, right? I, I don't think there's, and I say accepting not to say I'm accepting of a pandemic or racial injustice, but just understanding that my emotions, whatever they are in any given situation, are valid and are operating under the context of so many other things happening in society around us. So long story short, for me, wellness is how I feel individually operating under um, all these other systems that, that impact us individually in terms of well-being. And so for me, if I can find the time to spend time with loved ones, get some time away from screens and Zoom meetings, uh, then I, I feel personally well. That doesn't take away from the potentially unwell things that may be happening um, around me. That's such a good way to put it. And I love just how all-encompassing that is, that it's not one thing and you're never going to feel one specific way. And also just how we really are trying to reconcile ourselves and the world around us, where we want to be, where we have been. And I think for me, that's absolutely where I am right now, is just doing what I can every day to make things feel a little softer for myself and for the people around me, but also recognizing the severity of what's going on and the severity of how we fall into it. So one thing I know a lot of students are dealing with is kind of just finding pleasure and happiness and fulfillment in their own company. And really just, I know we've talked about this in Healthy Eagles, Mm -hmm. which I'm a part of and Amanda's the leader of for everyone. We, we just talked about how do we exist as ourselves? How do we find enjoyment when we can't talk to other people, when there's no one around us? Like what makes us actually like ourselves, I guess? And maybe like what, what experience do you have trying to get better at this? Or what would you tell students and other of your friends of how to just deal with this? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's such a great point to recognize is that we're all really trying our best and and that's really all we can ask for right now from ourselves and from each other. So I think I think I can answer the question with kind of an anecdotal example. Um, So, you know, imagine you're talking to a friend who is really struggling or they're sharing that they're feeling down. You know, imagine the things that you would say to comfort your friend or maybe the things that you would try to do to comfort your friend and then replace your friend with yourself, right? So think of all the kind, loving things you would do for the people that you care about, and then flip that and do that for yourself. I often find, and this is true for myself, that it's really easy for me to give love and to to build others up, but that when it comes to myself, it can be really hard sometimes to to give myself that time and, and energy to build myself up. And so I think the best thing that we can do in terms of self-love and and coming to a place of acceptance is just to be as kind as we can to ourselves, just like we are, hopefully we all are, um, to others that we care about around us. And and I think that that's a good starting point is just understanding that we all, like you said, we're all human. There's so many things that we're struggling with. So if we can just give ourselves the patience that we give other people, that's a good start. If we can give ourselves words of encouragement that we often give other people, that's a good start. Um, Or even if we can just tell ourselves it's okay, because sometimes we tell our friends that, but then we don't give ourselves the ability to hear that message for ourselves. I think that would, you know, also be a good start. That's absolutely true. I think we do forget or even just not want to pay attention to ourselves right now. I think it's really hard to turn inward and to want to spend time with ourselves and thinking about our own opinions because it's hard to spend more time isolated. I mean, spending time meditating or even exercising alone or 
just taking a second to breathe is really does turn you inward and really does say, hey, I'm going to spend time by myself right now, whether that's just away from technology or physically away from people. But I think we, we don't want to do that now more than ever. And mm-hmm. I found out myself, especially that I'm alone all the time, but I still have technology. I still have people I can easily turn to just to say hi to me. But mm-hmm. when I try to stop and reflect, when I try to stretch, when I try to take a walk by myself just in silence, I find it that it really doesn't, it's very hard to get started. It does good things once I get in that headspace, but I think getting there is absolutely the battle. But I think what you said about just telling yourself all those kind things that we're able to say to other people and just those words that are so true about ourselves and so valuable to hear, I think that's a very beautiful starting point that we're all capable of doing just throughout the day even. We don't have to have these giant steps toward what wellness looks like. And I mean, I don't even know what giant steps there are right now. (laughs) I would love to hear them. But I think it really, right now, I think we're in a time of just small changes everyone can make for themselves and for the world. And I think that that has to be enough for us. And I think it absolutely is. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, I, I think there's, like you said, there's a lot of time for us to sit in our own heads now, um, whether by choice or otherwise. And so it's, it's instead of stewing on, on potential negative thinking traps or, or falling into um, despair, which I, I agree. I mean, it's really easy to get, in, to get into that mental space these days. It's just important to really just disrupt that and, and stop and, and say, wait, wait a second, how can I be a little kinder to myself? Right. We're, there's, there's no sense in expecting perfection these days or in general. I I really believe that, again, as humans, we're really complex human beings operating and living in societies where we integrate and connect with each other um, as individuals, as friend groups, or as communities, um, you know, however you want to define um, more than one person. But, you know, having this time to think about who we are and reflecting even though it is really hard, and, and I, I definitely hear you when, when I say it, it is very hard to sit and reflect on my own. I also realized that I wasn't really doing that pre-pandemic, right? I wasn't giving myself that space and time to really think about potentially difficult things or even just to think about how I am. Um, and again, that's, that's more my personality and that I think it is easier for me to, to give uh, love and kind words of affection to others than myself, but being forced to do that, man, it's tough right now. But when I allow myself to do that, I'm finding that I am in a better headspace in, in general than to kind of go about my days or weeks or months. Absolutely. And that, that's such good advice to ourselves and to each other, just to hear and to know So my question for you is, what do you think, so you're on campus some days, I am never on campus, and I just want to ask you, so when you're on campus, when you are finding it very difficult not to be able to interact with students, what do you think is the biggest wellness issue facing those students? Yeah, that's a really good point. I, you know, my limited interaction with students and primarily first year students on campus it's the, the difficulty of our nonverbal communication, right? So we're all wearing masks and there's only so much I can express using my eyes alone <laughs> in that, you know, I'm often finding for, for, for us as a community, I think our biggest challenge relating to well-being is really just a sense of connection 
because we're going to have to, or we are relearning what it means to connect with each other, right? There's, you can't really hug anybody right now. And if someone is smiling, you can't really see that. So it's hard to, to read people. And so in a way, I think our, our biggest challenge right now is going back to basics and figuring out how we relate to each other, how we talk to each other, um, how we try to create meaning together, even though it is so different from, from what we've ever known before. And so, um, you know, I think all of that relates to well-being because if we can't find connection with others, that leads to some, some of the things we we're talking about earlier, isolation, loneliness. And so, you know, for Oxford to be a strong community, I feel like we need to be able to connect with each other, but I'm seeing that it can be pretty hard for folks to connect. Some of it is physical barriers of, of masks and social distancing and others can just be, you know, we're, we're interacting with each other in a, in a very different way. And, and is that going to change maybe how long it takes for us to open up with each other? Does it, you know, impact how long it takes to, to find a friend or someone that you connect with, you know, if you're on campus. And so I really, I wonder about the, the connectivity piece and, and, you know, how that has impacted students, faculty, staff. I mean, anyone on campus, I think, is impacted by some limitations of connectivity. And so I, I wonder and I, I worry about what that means for our, you know, emotional and social well-being as, as a whole on campus. Yeah, so that was, we just kind of talked about how students are doing on campus. So I just want to ask you, like, how are you doing? Like, how are the leaders on campus who are, like, their jobs and their passions are to inspire these students and are to guide them in their pursuit of their lives? And we do, it's wonderful that we are talking about students and mental health and just the campus experience, but I want to, I really want to ask you, like, how are you doing and how are your fellow faculty and staff, like, what is your headspace about this? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that is such a such a great question to ask. And I appreciate the the inclusion of, of faculty and staff, because, of course, they're part of our Oxford community as well. You know, I can only speak for myself, but, um, you know, I, I think it's been hard to balance, you know, the level of inspiration we typically provide for our students, coupled with, like I said earlier, the very real fact that we are all human beings trying to survive a pandemic, uh, racial injustice in the United States, well, globally, really, uh, among other, so many other personal uh, factors that different people may be experiencing that I might not even be aware of, you know, and so it's, it's hard, but I think what, what gives me hope, especially speaking as a staff member, is that the reason that we are here at a university and working for Oxford or working for Emory is that we are folks who are inspired and, and motivated by working with college age students, right? And so even though our community looks a little different and we've all had to sit in front of TV or computer screens, you know, a lot more than usual, it doesn't change the fact that we're hopefully able to, to empower and motivate students to really learn and grow during this period of discovery in college, right? And even though, like I said, our environment, environment may physically look different, it doesn't take away the fact that, you know, faculty are asking you all to be creative and, and ask the tough questions in classes and, you know, try to think creatively or outside a box or, you know, throwing the box away, um, or it doesn't change the fact that we have fantastic campus life staff and, and my friends and colleagues who are working so hard to try to create that community 
um, that we know was lost from previous years and being such innovative individuals who are just so dedicated to the work that they do, you know, things like that. When I think about and reflect on what people are doing, that gives me personal hope and happiness. Um, but, but you're right. It's, it's hard, right. You know, for all the difficulties students are experiencing, I am sure my faculty and staff colleagues are also experiencing at their own level. And so, you know, I go back to thinking at the end of the day, yes, there are titles, people have roles, students are students, faculty are faculty, staff are staff. But, you know, when it really comes down to it, we're all just human beings trying to make it out there. <laughs> uh, and that we really are, you know, doing our best. And that's really honestly all that I think we can ask of each other and ourselves. And so, you know, no matter how tough it is, it does give me hope to know that I am surrounded by colleagues and friends who are just fantastic, wonderful human beings who are doing their best, which then in turn motivates me to continue to do the things that I care about um, at Oxford. And my hope is that that um, is, is observed or, or felt by, by the students. You know, I think you had mentioned uh, just like, how are you really doing? Like what's, what's really going on? And I think, you know, I, again, I appreciate that question because I think authenticity is so important to just who we are as human beings. And sometimes titles or power dynamics might impact how people answer that question. But honestly, like I said, these days in, in a pandemic world, we really all are just people trying to be our best and do our best and, and whatever we're able to give each each day, I think is enough, right? You know, there were messages last year orientation with the phrase, you are enough. And I feel like that is so hard to hear these days for individuals, but so important to emphasize that we really are just doing the best that we can right now. And so the more that we can all, you know, support each other as a community at Oxford, I think, and my hope is that, you know, the healthier we all collectively can be in terms of uh, general well-being. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think what you said about the phrase that we hear so often that you are enough and how it's so hard to say to ourselves right now. And I think part of that is because we don't really know what enough means anymore. Yeah. And I think kind of our standard for ourselves, whether we're hoping that isn't a standard or just how we measure that and how we feel it. I don't think we really, a lot of people don't feel like they have a community where that even exists anymore. You're kind of just you and yourself and you don't really know we don't need comparison I think there's a tendency mm -hmm. that we need comparison to be enough compared to something else so in a way I think we do get a chance to redefine what does enough as just myself mean and I think that's a really beautiful opportunity we have in our isolation is to realize that we are enough exactly as we are and that can be whatever we're feeling today and however terrible or however heavy or however wonderful or however just any kind of peace we can feel and I think that's a really important just quest in ourselves that we can think about right now and I think that's a good way to kind of explore how we can enjoy our own company is to ask ourselves questions that we can learn more about ourselves from. I've found myself trying to just give opportunities to challenge things that I read even and like just develop opinions and have debates with myself even and just realize that we have so many opinions that we're really not voicing anymore. And we have just so many just human complexities and human curiosities 
that they're all just existing in ourselves right now. And it's difficult to tell people. And it's difficult to even find outlets where any kind of seemingly meaningless conversation can really find a place. Because I feel like we have this tendency to think we can only talk about the serious and we can, and there is so much and there's so much severity going on in the world that it can be really hard to talk about something simple and meaningless, honestly. It's hard to just sit and talk about a TV show because, I mean, there's guilt associated with it. And there is this idea that if you have the time to watch TV even, that you're not doing enough because you are just yourself and you have nothing to take you away from that and you have nothing to take you away from the work you should be doing in your mind. And I think that's a barrier as well. Absolutely. And, you know, just even challenging, like you said, challenging what enough means, it's always comparative, right? So in the society that we operate under, enough is relative to what? And, and challenging ourselves to think about just us as human beings being enough relative just to ourselves, that's, that's kind of a paradigm shift in a way, right? You know, we, I mean, as Emery, we, we love our rankings, right? There's so many jokes about being 21 and Absolutely. Well, is that enough or not, right? Like it's a, it's a touchy subject. And, and again, enough in that sense is it's in comparison to something instead of focusing on, okay, well then what is it really just about me or us that that make us enough and and yeah and it's it's hard so I definitely you know don't answer saying this is easy stuff it's definitely hard stuff that we're, we're grappling with but I think it's so important to really kind of sit in and reflect inward um, no matter how hard it is I, I think it's we can spend some of that time doing it now absolutely so my last question for you today is kind of going back to this idea of advice and just affirmations and words we can tell ourselves and tell each other. So I just want to ask you, and I will give my own as well, what is one just piece of advice, piece of life that you you feel you should tell yourself in this season right now? Yeah, I, you know, I've been reflecting on this. I, I practice gratitude daily and I try to wake up, not necessarily with like a written intention or anything, but just um, things that I think about to help me throughout, you know, whatever day, depending on how, how I wake up. Sometimes I'm wake up in a, in a panic. So then I tell myself to calm down. Other times I wake up and I'm feeling unmotivated. So I try to think of things that, that bring the motivation and spark some joy in my life. And so, you know, I don't know if it's advice, but I think for me, it's understanding that I am doing my best that I get to define what best means each day or even each hour. So there are some days where getting out of bed is what I'm going to celebrate. And that is, that's, and that's me choosing that and me realizing and recognizing that that day, that's what it's going to be. Um, So that's, that's one thing is just words of affirmation towards yourself. Um, And I guess the other piece of advice would be just to, to be patient with, with ourselves. I think, you know, pre-pandemic, we were, and well, technically, we still are a very go, go, go society. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we just take a step back and, and, and really allow ourselves to think and reflect, no matter how uncomfortable that is during this time right now, I, I think that will help all of us grow as people. Um, and so I, I think, well, that wasn't all succinct, but those are a lot of things that I think about and, and offer to other people should that, uh, you know, speak to them as, as a practice. Um, but yeah, really just 
um, it, this is hard, this is challenging, and to continuously remind myself and all of us that it is hard and it is challenging, right? Life is hard and life is challenging. And, you know, just starting with that recognition helps me manage expectations. Um, it helps me shift away from thinking about um, checklist items to check off and instead think about, you know, how many times a day was I present or how, you know, did I really show up as, as my full self for X, Y, Z. And, and, you know, instead of trying to measure myself with like, oh, did I read this many pages for, for a class? Or did I answer this many emails? And, you know, I don't want that to define me as success as a human being or not. I think, again, really trying to be hyper aware of the fact that it is, it is tough and that we've been living in this strange new world for six plus months now. And, you know, I don't want what we're doing now to be considered routine. And so for me, it's constantly rem reminding myself that, you know, again, we're doing our best, like continue to do what we can. And if some days it's not as quote unquote much as other days, there's no value on that. It's just this day was this day, this other day is another day. And, and that's all really that I can, I can focus on. And, and that's all that I'm going to expect of myself. Um, to, to push for more, to push for perfection or, you know, some unattainable goal in general, you know, is, is not something that I, I find healthy. And especially now, not now when we're, you know, living in this um, interesting world, <laughs> I think just giving patience and love to ourselves, again, no, no matter how hard it is from day to day, I think that's a good foundation. And then, um, you know, like I said, also spending time with those that um, validate who you are, validate your emotions, um, fill you up. I think that also is another component of, of how I can continue to, to survive <laughs> um, these days. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I love the distinction that you've made between we, we don't need to look the same every day and our capacity isn't supposed to look the same every day. But I think what I'm trying to remind myself of over and over is that my daily capacity and my daily performance and my daily amount of boxes checked isn't representative of my capabilities. And it's mm -hmm. not a definition of me as a person at all and as a human being. And I think that's a really important thing to change in our dialogue is that we, we are capable of so many things and that's going to change every day and that's going to grow every day. That's going to shift. But our, what we do today and whether we get out of bed or not doesn't define our capability and doesn't say that moving forward, we won't be as strong and we won't be able to do these things. It just shows that we're human beings and we're not going to look the same every day. We're not going to be able to do the same things and we're not supposed to be. And especially right now, just the amount of patience that is required of us when we talk to ourselves and when we evaluate what are we doing with our lives? It's just, it's so important to remind ourselves of that. Absolutely. And, and again, you know, I've said this, it's, it's not like easy, right? This isn't stuff yeah. for most of us, or at least for me, you know, I won't speak for others. It's, it's hard. And, and I think oftentimes if I'm like, oh, something's hard, I'm not going to want to spend time on it. I'll try to do other things. But, you know, I think again, being able to reflect and give ourselves some love and patience and, and kindness really sets the tone for, for reimagining what it means to just survive and, and maybe even thrive um, some days. And that, 
you know, our traditional methods of measurement of success, and I'm air quotes for, for podcasts, <laughs> you know, air quote success, um, you know, we really need to challenge what that means and how we've allowed either others to define it or even allowed ourselves to define it. Um, and so, you know, that, that part gives me some hope and some optimism in that, you know, some of the habits that I've started in the last six months, my hope will be that I can continue these, you know, forever and ever and beyond, because I really, again, think that we all are so complex. And like you alluded to, some days we show up in one way and another day we show up in a, in a whole different way. And that doesn't change who we are at the end of the day as, as human beings. And so, I mean, how wonderful would it be if we all have that understanding and continue to commit to that type of understanding and kindness towards ourselves, you know, beyond the, the world that we're living in today? I, I think that would be a really great way to, to practice like true self, self-love and, and reflection. So yeah, my, my hope is that there are some positive seeds that have been planted in the past um, few months that will help me at least be, be a more kind person to myself, which then in turn means I can be uh, kind and, and give to others as well. Absolutely. That, it's so good to hear that. And it is, it's so good to hear from someone so influential in the Oxford community because it is hard for everyone off campus and I'm sure even on campus and folks like you who are on and off campus. It's hard mm-hmm. to feel like you're part of something and it's hard to remember that you're, that Oxford's still there and Oxford, we are Oxford no matter where we are and we're in many different places now but we're still this group and we still can support each other just like we are now. And I think just for everyone listening, you're, you're still a part of this and you're still a contributing member, whether you feel like you're producing anything, you're contributing just by being who you are and by continuing to show up for yourself in whatever that can look like today, whatever that is. And I just, I appreciate this time so much, Amanda. I am so thankful for you for just showing up and being vulnerable and authentic with yourself and others. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this time. You know, like I said, reflection is great and and being able to kind of process how uh, I've been doing these days with another person. I, I really value that that time and that space. So thank you for creating that space today. Absolutely. I'm still here. 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 We're still here. We're still here.